in this episode. And I have this brute cologne on and this old guy, man, he had to be like 80 years old. He comes up and he's, you know, shaking and everything to shake my hand. He's kind of got a tremble and everything. And he comes up mm -hmm. and he's talking to me and he goes, and as he's leaving, he goes, I love that brute. <laughs> You're like, time to change clones. He <laughs> totally, totally recognized it. <laughs> Welcome, you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, episode 18, Food Talk, The Death of Malls, and Accidental Breastfeeding. Hello, dear listener, I'm Chad Lutsky. And I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network, where the podcast where a seasoned horror veteran holds the white-knuckled hand of a horror newbie as they explore the genre together film by film and tonight jeremiah we're just uh we're just hanging out man dude i know it's it's been a minute since it's just been the two of us we've, been, we've had a whole bunch of awesome guests though yes and and while i do enjoy those episodes uh obviously i i i like it when we just you know jive talk uh, amongst the two of us you like to have that alone time I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I like the bro man. What are you what are you saying, Chad? <laughs> I got chocolate coming in the mail. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Chocolate and flowers. Like a like one of those. Do you remember the the singing telegrams? Do you remember those things? I mean, I'd never received one, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Really, dude? You never received one? No. That's a bummer. I didn't either. I just, <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, you're not alone. But dude, there used to be, yeah. I remember back in the day, because we're both from Battle Creek, man. So I can, I can say this and maybe people can relate, but there used to be this commercial for the singing telegram and it was so terrible, but it was like, it would just be stuck in your mind because they had like a belly dancer and I think a leprechaun or something. And it was like all these different people <laughs> shapes and sizes man and and they were they did the jingle like especially a, a, a certain jingle that went along with the shtick you know and what they were doing and all that and i've wanted to go back and see if those commercials have somehow been preserved online and i could never find it dude it was it bummed me out it's like dirk mcjerk you know he was a local hero in battle creek in these commercials and he dressed up really stupid and he was rude and everything and i thought i have a picture of him signed and everything from dirk mcjerk and nowhere it's like he just never existed it's a, it's a dude real i remember none of that you don't remember dirk mcjerk no i remember <laughs> mcgruff is that his name mcgruff the crime dog yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and i don't think that was local though no, 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 no. What what do you say? Take, take a bite out of crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. that's hilarious, man. I remember the leprechaun, the old man. Like there's one. <laughs> like, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. No, I have no idea, man. He would be a parade and stuff. And I think that he drove around in this like <laughs> red truck and hand out gold coin candy. Are you serious? During like parades and stuff. Yeah. Just like a leprechaun, he was like, uh, I don't know, he had a beard and you know, like no mustache. Yeah, he might have been one of those guys that my parents warned me of. You know, when he came around in the parade, they're like, Don't take his candy. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know. No, I, I mean, of course, I don't want to, I don't want to judge the guy, he might be a listener or something, but you know, like, 
Uh, no, don't remember him. There was a, there was another guy, Leo, Leo, the appliance lion. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean the guy, it was, but that it, was just a, that was a brand. I mean, that was an appliance store, it, but it was the same era. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Pe- people can it's go like back. Late 80s maybe. Yeah. Late eighties. You know, I'm watching shows like tailspin, right? The, uh, Scrooge McDuck duck tales and all that. Okay. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of like in that time frame, maybe the Iraq war. <laughs> so if it wasn't, right. if it wasn't Schwarzkopf on the TV and Wolf Blitzer before he looked like he does now, um, you know, kind of like Rumpelstiltskin or something that back then, you know, that's around the time frame that Dirk McJerk, but he's, he would dress ridiculous, you know? So he had like pad, uh, plaid pants. And he had uh, a jacket that was totally clashing. Everything was clashing. And then he had mm-hmm. this this kind of dapper hat with this big, huge, almost like a peacock feather or something that stuck out. And he was just rude and goofy, zany. What was the of, point? Yeah, it's the, it's the whole, what's the point? Yeah, it was what was like, the point? It was a brand. I don't know. It was for a, I don't, I for, I don't even remember exactly what the commercials were. My dad would, because my dad yeah. knew him. Yeah, my dad knew him. This whole and, time, for some reason, I'm thinking that he was some kind of crime fighter or something to do with <laughs> law enforcement. Where did I get that from? I don't know. Yeah. The, the McGruff thing, maybe? I, yeah, Dirk McJerk? I don't know. <laughs> the crime fighter? I don't know. Or maybe the, the, the guy that always gets in trouble, like the poster child for being a bad example. <laughs> what you don't want to be. Oh my gosh. Well, like those, like the eggs on the skillet in the, you know, this is your brain on drugs commercial. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. eggs had it rough. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were like, look, people have been looking down on us for a long time. Oh, you know, but yeah. no, he, uh, they got my dad knew pretty bad. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if we can have you on here. Well, you know, I think those eggs made a comeback though. In those memes of like Eminem where he's rapping super fast and oh my it's gosh, the, yeah. the egg where it's bubbling yeah. and it has a little hole and it looks like it's got a mouth. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. they had to wait 30 years. And by the looks the of it, they're still on drugs. <laughs> by yeah. the looks of it. They aged well, though. Yeah, they did. They aged really well. But, you know, I, I uh, what even brought, how did this even come up? <laughs> man? I don't know, man. How did we get here? <laughs> you started it. I don't know. Oh, no oh yeah but dude it's weird because like you know it's really cool to to be able to sit down and just just talk man and just have a good time because we you know we we thought about it we were kind of going back and trying to figure out when we were putting the the channel together to reach that 100 and we have okay we've made that mark i don't know where we are now we kind of like got to that 100 and we're like okay it's done it's over Um, 123 are we we're at 123 yeah and so We're thank doing... you to everybody who y'all the new subscribers, man. That's that, that's pretty awesome. After yeah, we should we should have some we should have yes, dude. And your post, I mean, let, let's be real, dude. Your post is what did it. You know, I I made I I I went all in, man. I made this video. You were there, you saw it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a cool video, actually. That helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helped. I mean, we got little, like two or three live stream thing. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, a little live stream. You know, people were able to comment. It was you and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing myself under the bus, Chad. You know, but no, it was, but it was fun. But when you posted that, 
it was cool to see how it was going up and up and up. And we were, uh, you know, it's just kind of behind the curtain, man. But we were we were sharing these memes back and forth whenever we'd get a new, you know, a subscribe a, a subscriber, and we get to like sixty three or whatever, and we'd go ahead and we'd share that. And of course, sixty nine, you shared terrible yeah. things. Oh no, <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> You're like we're both waiting <laughs> for that exact moment. Like, oh yeah, who's gonna get to it first? No, not not at all. Um, but but it was really cool, man. And it kind of hovered for a minute, and then you were saying it like went up, and then. We lost a bunch for some reason all of a sudden. Well, yeah, we lost like three or, or six, I think. <clears throat> but I think that's because somebody mentioned recently about YouTube uh, cleaning up like uh, non-existent accounts or something for subscribers. So maybe oh. if you've got like a, I don't know what it is, a non-active account, which is kind of weird because it's like, well, if it's non-active, how did they just become subscribers? Well, that kind of upsets me a little bit, dude. I want my money back from those Russian bot farms. I mean, you know, that's how we did it. I paid a lot of money for the Russian or, bots. and <laughs> or, or maybe we got a, the, the subs and then they're like, oh, I, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I'm not listening to this garbage. And then they build real quick. <laughs> <laughs> they, went, they went right for the were rooster one, dude, is what it was. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know if I trust a guy whose gaydar is so broken as chats. I, I don't think I can... <laughs> I don't think I can keep watching. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. If people don't know what that's about, you got to go watch that where rooster and we got playlists. Now people can check out our playlist and they should, you can find it at youtube.com slash paleo cheese with a Z and, uh, or, or with a Z. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you hear, uh, is it Michael David Wilson? Yeah. What do you say? I always, I always get it mixed up with David Michael. Anybody who's got two first names. Yeah. You know, well, it's te kinda... technically he's got three first names. What? Well, Wilson. I mean, he could. Wilson. Yeah. 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 So my, Michael David Wilson. Okay. And I feel badly. I'll, gonna, <laughs> I'll have to edit that one. <laughs> you know, Michael David Wilson, when he was saying, you know, uh, uh, X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. he said that. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh, yeah, you're definitely not American. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, you that's, know. Uh, that's French, isn't it? It's British, dude. I mean, that's Queen's English stuff, man. I think it's French too. I think that's is how it? they say is Z. It? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. So. You, you know, I should know that. I took. I took French. Yeah. So did I. And I can still recite my alphabet. I. I think I haven't tried in a while, but uh, it's funny. You know, I, I took French because, you know, they offered Spanish or French in high school, and so I was like, well, I'm going to take French. Don't the chicks? Isn't that what they did? Is the French? yeah language and stuff paris and all that stuff so it was an easy easy answer for me uh wow what a dumb i i am uh you know several years later out of high school and i have yet to meet with the exception of some canadian friends i have who speak english i i have yet to in my in real life like out on the street in the wild run into anyone where uh any opportunity to use French. Even if I did, I could. I, I was. I was horrible in that class. But my point is, um, it's such a horrible language to teach <laughs> in high school. I don't know if they're still okay. doing that. But Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can really benefit from that, man. I I think the Spanish language is really cool. Anyway, the women are beautiful. Right. Yeah, not, but to down, not to put down the French, but you know, beautiful, beautiful women, great food, neat culture, and there are people. 
all over speaking Spanish. It's not often you're walking around Battle Creek and someone's like, uh, parlez-vous Francais. <laughs> That's not common? No. Yeah, but dude, you know how many people are ordering French fries? Yeah. It's constant, dude. I mean, look at them. <laughs> you you the, can see it. You're I like, I think, know you're ordering French fries. <laughs> I don't think they're French. The origin yeah, of those I, aren't even French, are they? Are you serious? <laughs> I think. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I heard they have bad food over there. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, dude. I think wasn't I? The, what weren't we talking? Was it with uh, with Wilson again, man, about the food over there in in England and how terrible that food was? I don't know. It maybe maybe it wasn't. In, oh, no, no, England? no. I, yes, in England, dude. Uh, no, no. It was a different. It was France, a different podcast. Oh. Yeah, they're 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 just a you know stone throw away from each other. <laughs> it was a, listen to you. you know? It was a different podcast. You sound like such a whore. <laughs> You can't even remember who you were in bed with. Dude, it, even funnier, dude, it was by myself. <laughs> I was oh, no. no. Yeah. No. No. The uh, I was talking because I've had um, European. There's British, right? So I mean, maybe Europeans wouldn't like me lumping it all in together. Okay. Although they can say American food, and that's made up of a wide variety. But, dude, British food, bro. It's another level of terrible. Like, really? I can't. I cannot even. Oh, you don't even know, dude. It's It's. So you go over there and you well, just been think there. I've, ne- I've never been there. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I went over there. We were, we were there for a make a wish trip. My daughter, she, she wanted to go see the doctor who museum rest in peace, by the way, it's gone. Um, pre COVID. Right. So, I mean, it was just, it was gone for other reasons. They mm-hmm. had it in Cardiff, Wales, kind of in this place that as you're getting there, you don't know it's, it's, it's around, a, it's a, by a port. And so you've mm-hmm. got, these areas where you might have uh, a bunch of a specific kind of material and then another area with a bunch of that. And, and so it's, it kind of gives the feel, you know, when you go by junkyards and stuff or recycling places and they've got areas where it's reserved for a specific kind of material, like maybe metal and over here's the plastics and stuff. Okay. It's kind of what it felt like, dude, it was a weird funky place to have a cool museum like this. It's just very strange. But, but anyway, so we were over there. It's a very strange description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know how else to explain it man i mean you know i don't i don't live near a big port or anything maybe there's a people who do would have a better way of describing that um but you know the thing is we go and we're three days in london two days in in cardiff wales and then another two days back in london and right away we're like oh let's go get some food and so we go and i tr- bro i my palate's pretty you know I, I i can deal with almost any food i think sea urchin is something that sucks to me. Like, I don't want to eat that ever again. When I ate mm-hmm. sea urchin, I was, a, I was very offended by, by the texture. I said, Oh no, I think, it's, I think I spit it out. It was so gross. I can't do that. But basically anything else, anything squid, octopus, I don't care. Right. Yeah. I don't um, like octopus. Oh yeah, I do. So I, I go there and I'm trying anything I, I can eat. You know I mean? I'll try anything. And I don't just want to buy a burger. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm trying all these different foods. And it is the blandest crap I've ever tasted in my life. And the worst part is that, you know, I, I wasn't drinking pop at the time. And I don't really drink pop very often anymore. Mm-hmm. But I wanted some lemonade. And so I asked him, I'm like, hey, man. I said, uh, yeah, I'd like, uh, you know, your meat pie or whatever. And I'd like some or, you know, bread pudding or something. And I'd like your lemonade. Well, dude, every time 
they brought Sprite every time. Oh, okay. And it, I, I learned later that I guess if it has aid at the end of it, it's mm-hmm. like sparkling, you know? And, yeah. and so I didn't know. And, and finally it got to the point we were in Cardiff and I thought, well, we're in a different, we're in a different country, right? <laughs> we're in a different place. Maybe it's different. I said, lemonade. Oh yeah, we got that. And I said, no, 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 not Sprite. You know, I said the, the lemonade where it's like lemons where you, you squeeze it and you know, kind of yeah. do that thing. And they're like, oh yeah, we got that bro. Sprite. <laughs> they no. brought out Sprite. <laughs> I was dude. And it was more offensive than anything because I had to wash down a banger with that. And a banger is like, if you rolled up cat food, like Play-Doh, and then you put it on an oven to get a crispy outside skin on it and then dared to feed it to somebody. That's a banger. It's the grossest text. It was, that's the only other thing. Sea urchin and banger. Those two things, man, no way. With it being bland, do you think that's just because your palate has desensitized and they don't have as much sodium in their food and, and somebody who's maybe not used to that doesn't, it isn't bland to them? Bro, I know it is a fact. Okay, and here's how I know. Because for about the first 36 hours, my whole family was convinced, and this made it even worse of a reality, that I might have been the fattest guy publicly walking around in London. Oh my gosh. Dude, I'm not even kidding. I'm not, no joke. We're looking around and I was getting embarrassed, dude. Like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Kind of thing. And I'm looking around and finally... On the second day we were there, we're waiting to get on this bus. And it's one of those red buses, you know, you can, has like two levels and stuff. And the top one was, was open. And, it, and so we got to sit up there and everything and they have, it's a tour. It's a, it's a guided tour. So you put in headphones and it, whenever you drive by a building, it'll tell you what you're seeing and everything. So we're getting on this bus, we're waiting. And all of a sudden, man, my daughter pulls on my arm and she's like, Papa, look, fat people. And we look, and she's only saying that because we'd been talking about me. Like we're, yeah. she's not being a rude jerk. There's and your so, tribe. Yeah. There's your tribe. <laughs> one, one of yours. <laughs> you're, you're not alone anymore, Papa. And I look over and dude, they're, they're huffing and puffing their way over to me. And bro, they came up and I'm like, they want to talk to us. Like it's, you're not kidding. It, it felt like a tribal moment. And like you guys are going to hug. Dude, <laughs> you don't even know because they said, is this here the bus that takes people around in London? Oh, they're Americans. Like, they're Americans, dude. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you are. And I said, are you from America? And they're like, yep, better believe it. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, I'm like, of course. They're... <laughs> I'm like, so dude, the three people in town, everybody's walking by going, oh, Americans are visiting. <laughs> we can tell because they're all obese, you know? So, wow. So their food doesn't have you know, as much sugar and sodium or flavor, good taste or, or, or they, or the food really is bad to them. And that's why they (laughs) don't weigh a lot because they don't eat. Yeah, Yeah, That's that's how they do it. Like, how do you stay so fit? Oh, we make terrible. It makes me wonder how pop, I mean, uh, everybody's got a a McDonald's, but it makes me wonder how busy they are over there. You know, dude, they did have one. And then basically I started after a couple of days seeing more people, you know, with, with my struggles and stuff. (laughs) And one of them was walking and, you know, we're all, every time we spotted one, dude, it was like seeing Bigfoot almost. And so everybody, you know, we're all kind of looking out the window, gawking and everything. Like we'd seen some kind of, you know, 
mystical foreign thing. And the guy was walking around as a dude and he's walking around, you know, very heavy labored breath and stuff. But he was he was eating like McDonald's and he had a big cup of pop. And I'm like, yeah, okay. There's, but there's America again. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, America seemed to be tied to the any any signs of obesity that were going on over there. And so, wow, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, I never really when you think of like places like Asia, you know, in like they don't have, with the exception of like uh, sumo wrestlers or whatever, who <laughs> t- tend to do that on purpose. They don't have like uh, a lot of obesity. I mean, I have never been to China or Japan either or Thailand or in, in, in any place like that. But I, you know, I mean, I've seen movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen pictures oh. and, I, and I, and I know that they, they don't have really a problem with obesity like we have over here, yeah. but you know, I'm sure it has everything to do with. Yeah. The food well, that dude, they have over yeah. there. And, yeah. Think about the, uh, I guess, a good example of. Because they're certainly of, not lazy. Yeah. Hard yeah. Not people. Yeah. Hardworking people. And dude, in London, they're all walking. Like mm. there's, because the roads are so difficult. I mean, they're so packed mm. and there's so many tourists there. So there's all these tour buses all over the place. And so tons of people just walk around. I mean, it's like that office movie, you know, the office where he's in the, in the traffic jam and there's the old man with the walker. And he's making it faster down the road than him in a car. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think London is like, you know, and the roads, mm-hmm. it's like a blessing and a curse, I suppose, because the roads, they're trying to preserve their history the best they can. Yeah. And so they get the cobblestone you, stuff yeah, as much as it, they can leave them as in much there. as they can. Yeah. And so they, you have even the design of the roads, you know, they're all winding in every direction all over the place. And so you know, I can appreciate that. And it, again, it forces people to walk. So I'm guessing that like terrible road stru- uh, systems and terrible food has done a great deal um, for keeping them <laughs> thin. And if you want to know, like the whole thing about the Asians and why, you know, the fatness and stuff and Americans, you know, compared to that, people should go and watch. There's a, it's not long. I think it's like 15 minutes and she did an amazing job. It's an awesome presentation. Uh, I believe she's uh, Chinese, Chinese American, and she's talking about um, how American General Tao's chicken is and that it's not the same thing as what the the creator of General Tao's chicken, um, how he made it. And he doesn't even recognize it as the same thing. It's something totally mm-hmm. different because for them, it's this kind of like, watery flavor mildly mm-hmm. sweet i guess whereas our ours is just like lathered in corn syrup so but she talks about how most of the food that we eat that we call chinese food is not chinese food that it's american food with chinese names and it's like similar and e- even down to the fact that i was just talking to a girl there was a a friend of mine and uh, we're talking about China because she she's in the United States right now. She's stuck here. Um, she actually teaches English over in China and she's been stuck here for months, <laughs> like unable to leave. Can't go back, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And she was saying that uh, um, they don't even have fortune cookies. 
that's not that's not Chinese. That's that's an American thing. The idea of a fortune cookie to them is like what? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, they ha- you know here in town they've got. Um, I, I I love it, man. I love the fact that they have uh, at least two. I think two Chinese markets here. You know where you walk in and everything is just. You know, if you want to make them, I mean, most of the stuff you look at and you're like, I, if I bought this, I wouldn't even know how to prepare it. Never even seen this thing in my life, this sauce or this type of noodle or whatever. Um, but we have at least one, maybe two Mexican markets like that, too. And I just think that's the freaking coolest thing, man. Just having those, you know, just like having like a, when they got like Chinatown in, in what do they got? Chicago, San, San Francisco, New York. That to me is so cool to just drop right there in the middle of town, a completely different culture. So to have a market like that with authentic stuff is really, really cool. I've been to that part of town in New York, eating food there. Yeah. And I've been to the, the Israeli quarters too, you know, where it's like, you know, a lot of uh, Jewish people there stores, Mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, all that. And so I think I actually have a, uh, a yarmulke. <laughs> I have a couple, I think, yeah. that I got from back then. And I have a, a silver necklace that has some Hebrew lettering on it. I think it means l'chaim, uh, which means to life. And so the, uh, but no, dude, like. Thug life, is that what you said? Yeah, thug life. <laughs> yeah, thug life in Hebrew. I just picture this, <laughs> this thick silver chain bling around your neck with the Star of David that has. <laughs> <laughs> thug oh, life my gosh. It. Yeah, dude. No, and it's funny because I have I have a Star of David. It says oh, Shalom. Know. Yeah, you know. know. You've, You've had seen that. It? You've had that for decades. It's an heirloom. Yeah, it's, it, it was from my great-grandfather. Uh, or no, no, I'm so sorry. My grandfather gave it to my dad, and then my mm-hmm. dad gave it to me. It's like uh, brass or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's yep. dark gold. It's... Yeah. No, it's it's not gold. I believe it. I believe it's brass. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't see brass very often. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's kind of, it kind of stands out the coloration of it and everything. Um, you know, but I was going to ask you, have you ever had Mexican candy? Um, I don't know that I have. If I have, it was when I was young. Oh, I had, dude. I had some jumping beans one time. Those are Mexican, right? Like the, the origin of the, of that whole thing. And you're not supposed to eat them. And I didn't know that. And I ate them. They have these little worms inside. I, I, I can't remember how it works, but they got these little worms inside. And I thought they were candy. And when I was, I think it was like maybe three. And uh, I think my grandfather gave them to me or my mom. I can't remember. And uh, I shot them down, man. Yeah, that can be confusing. I mean, I saw worms at the bottom of this bottle and I thought it was Kool-Aid or root beer. And... <laughs> oh, big new God. No, I've been to I've been to Mexico a couple times, and uh, actually it's it's crazy because like they have this I'm I'm trying to pulperin pulperindo, and it's dude it's like this this chili powder spice on top of is it a root like a tree a tree root but it's like gummy you know mm-hmm. and you eat it and it's crazy we got a big bag of it and all my family you know they all tried it and they all hated it which was great for me because I loved it I could eat that stuff all yeah. day long I like all their spiced spiced candy you know i'm i i watch nacho libre where they're eating the corn and it looks like they've got that kind of white cream sauce with chili powder on it and i'm like oh give me some of that but i have a video online eating a eating a pepper down there i told him i wanted the hottest thing that they had i've done that twice Uh, i did it in mexico that's not exactly (laughs) smart to do while you're uh, traveling is it (laughs) oh dude 
one, I'm trying to think it was, uh, oh my gosh, Juarez. So I was in Juarez on the other side of El Paso. And I, so border cities, both of them, I've never gone into like the heart of Mexico. Um, and so like uh, Juarez and Mexicali. And in both places, I tried super hot food. But the Juarez one, I asked him for the hottest. And uh, they gave me this stuff. They were like, oh, Diablo. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that it sounds does. like the devil. Okay. And so it was like habanero, uh, uh, smothered in habanero sauce, you know, cooked and stewed in habanero, <laughs> wrapped in a habanero. <laughs> like, so yeah. it was, it was just it was the hottest thing. And I, I, I ate it and I was able to deal with that though. And I, it might've been that they, cause they had the, I don't want to say mariachi because I think mariachi is a specific kind of music, but mm -hmm. you know, they had the, the violin Salsa. and they had, oh. yeah, okay. the, <laughs> yeah, they were like, dance with me. No, the, uh, but they were, they were playing music around me and stuff, you know, and while I was eating this food and they were, you know, very dapper in their clothing, they had kind of the roughly things in front of the tuxes and stuff. And so I think that helped me deal with that. But in uh, Mexicali, dude, they didn't have any of those um amenities <laughs> they didn't have anything like that they just gave me this pepper and said eat it and i are did you, are you talking about the mix kelly uh battle creek restaurant <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> that place you know uh, it's funny because mexicali i have a uh, family that they were missionaries in mexico and in mm -hmm. spain and whenever they came to michigan they'd always want to eat you know some kind of mexican food and the first time we brought them on, they're like, not Taco Bell. That's not Mexican food. So we're like, well, let's go to Chi-Chi's. And they were like, what is it called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that means a little something, something. <laughs> so yeah. I said, wow, why would they name it that? And so um, uh, <laughs> I'll let listeners look it up for themselves. Um, yeah. But they, they ate like there. The, uh, the Mexican Hooters. It is. Yeah, but it without, is without the literal Hooters <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Yeah, it's just named that way, you yeah. know, and, and so but that was OK to them. But then they went to Mexicali and dude, anytime they came back, they wanted to go there. But Mexicali, you, what, you should have taken them to as far as I know, the absolute 100 percent most authentic place that this town has ever had, which it's not here anymore. It's in Marshall, which is one of these places that people either love it. And it's all they want to eat if they do have Mexican or they absolutely hate it. Like my wife can't stand it is Oyamigos that used to be in yeah, yeah. Waddles Park. Now yeah. it's in, in um, Marshall. And when you get the food there, it looks like you might have a heart attack that day because it's just, <laughs> it's so like greasy. It's like they served yeah. it and then they're like, hang on, hang on. And then they bring out the vegetable oil and pour it all over everything. Yeah. But that's what it looks like and the place is dirty nasty i don't know what the new building looks like what? but the one that was in Waddles park is dirty and nasty looking it's oh. but you know places like that man like speeds dude it, it has character man dude <laughs> yeah you know it's speeds true yeah. And like, yeah speeds in lakeview you know they, they closed down years ago but if they still had it and when i went in there maybe i saw a roach or a mouse or whatever dude i'd still go there you just it's just one of those it. places, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, but it's it's one of those places like when it's gone, I mean, it's part of Battle Creek. Yeah. Any yeah. Every hometown has a restaurant like that where it's like, you can't get this food anywhere else. And this is part of your kind of local heritage. And so 
Um, I actually had I had heard rumors about about some, you know, uh, insects or whatever being, you know, it's one of the reasons why they shut down. And I'm thinking, and nobody dying from that. That'd be all right. Yeah, you know, right. you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna get a, a a burger milkshake like that anywhere else. Hot pepper cheeseburger. But the yeah, Oyamigos. Um, and when you get it too, it's it looks very like it. Some of it doesn't look appetizing, but a lot of the authentic food. A Mexican mood doesn't really look <laughs> you know <laughs> like I mean it's oh. it's good, but if yeah. you're used to Taco Bell and you're used to like the red and the green and the yellow and the you know um, like right. color combo stuff and you're looking at a gordito or something or whatever they're called, and then you're looking at these refried beans with this super just oil logged um burrito smothered in a heart attack you know and yeah they got then they got some stuff like their chili dude their chili is like gray and yellow mostly gray gray and and yellow yeah it's like a in in like this weird gravy that they have it's like gray so it looks like it's dying (laughs) dying (laughs) but but it's good food and uh yeah um, yeah. it's dying Oh, it's like old... it's like it's like Barth. Is it Barth? I, you know, it's like a Mandela effect thing because I always thought it was Barth from that that old show. You can't do that on television. Wasn't Alanis? I think Alanis Morissette was in that, and there was somebody uh, else that was in that. Yeah, that was a little after my time, I think. But I I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but Barth. The they say it's Barth. It's kind of like the Berenstain. I'm like, yeah, right, Berenstain. I'm like, it was Berenstain. But anyway, but but Barth. His burger place, you know, I mean, everybody went there every day. You know, you get out of school, you go there and you eat the food. Yes, it might kill you. (laughs) Yes, there's bugs all over. And, you know, I don't want to say this about figs because there's a place called Figs in Battle Creek that is the greasiest grill, the greasiest burger. Where is that at? It is straight up in the hood. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's the windows are up high and they're all bulletproof. I'm not trying. Yeah. And so like it's and it's what really street? small. What street? Like what? Which hood? Oh, hold on. Yeah. Like <laughs> which post, hood in Battle Post, post edition or like Washington Heights. Yeah, hold know. on, man. I, I'll find this because I want people to actually if they're from Battle Creek, I want them to actually go because it is it is worth going here. Let's see. Figs fast. They called it figs fast food. Really? OK. But I mean, they've got, you know, they've got. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm looking at their Facebook page right now and I am starving i want it right now oh it's on hamilton no i'm sorry hamblin okay Ham, hamblin hamblin avenue okay I, it has a b in it i always thought it was just hamblin hamblin so that, that is probably closer to downtown yeah it's a kind of over by post kind of if i'm remembering no I no think so no i think hamblin is where like the consumer energy building is on and uh it runs kind of close to the penetrator Dude, you had to say <laughs> the penetrator people will be like, what? <laughs> oh, your yeah, city, that's true. Yeah, yeah your city has We're a so thing used called to it. The, the penetrator. Oh, yeah, we do. It's oh, not it's, what it sounds like. We have a, <laughs> we have a, it's not what it sounds like. We have a <laughs> thick strip of road that enters into Battle Creek <laughs> called the penetrator. <laughs> yeah. It's a highway. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. ends right yeah. in it. Well, I mean, when you think of it like that. But, dude, it's so good, man. Yeah, burgers, chicken, fish, hot dogs, and more. And by more, I think they have, like, gizzards and stuff like that. You know, I don't know about things like pig's feet. 
but I know that they've got all sorts of different foods, man. And the burger is so massive. It dwarfs the Whopper. It dwarfs Wendy's. I mean, mm -hmm. it just, it's so gigantic and it's so, it's so, oh yeah. Just even talking about it makes me starving, man. Every that town, place is pretty rough too. Every town needs places like this. They really, really do. You know, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. I said, character, you get flavors, you got mom and pop places that, you know, it's providing jobs uh, for people locally and they're, you know, business owners. And so, but I tell you, man, this town uh, over the past, like maybe 15 years, it have just lost so many cool independent businesses, maybe the last 20 years, you know, uh, like you can't find a record store in town anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Rock yeah. Cafe Records. Places like that, when they shut down, it's absolutely heartbreaking. You know, when you grow up and you go in there and you've got stories to tell about how, you know, you got this from Rock Cafe or you got that from Rock Cafe. And uh, it's heartbreaking, dude. So, yeah, like Speeds, Rock Cafe. So places like Figs, never been there, don't know where it is. But um, every town needs places like that. Instead of yeah. opening up another Burger King or Taco Bell yeah, or, 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 you know, whatever chain it's yeah I, i've it's, got a, a a long diatribe about all that that kind of stuff that that bothers me even our our beautiful mall was beautiful at one point is uh, a ghost land most like ridiculous I think other cities too a lot of cities except with the exception yeah. of maybe large like college towns like maybe grand rapids even i don't know what your what your uh malls like that there but it's got to be more popular populated than than lakeview square oh, by far mall. Oh, by far. Yeah. The only the only mall that I've ever seen that was that bad, because the, the Lakeview Square Mall, I mean, back in the 90s, that was like straight mall rat territory. You know what I mean? Like 80s, oh, yeah, 90s, dude. you just go oh, dude, and there's tons dude. of teens yeah. just hanging out. Like, tons, tons. Yeah. It was always tons. a like a big party going on. I mean, there were thousands of people walking from one end just all day, back and forth, back and forth. Um, tons of different shops. Two two different record stores in the mall. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And it it was it was great. And now you go in and it's like massage parlors. They've got I think a Chinese restaurant, Sarku or something like that. And they've got you know um, that's basically it. <laughs> there's there's not there's not very much. Maybe a cannabis shop. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's it's totally hit. The only I've seen two malls. That are that bad. And I don't understand that actually about malls. It, to me, that's a weird thing. I know there's a lot of literature about it and stuff, but it's weird to me because I've always felt like it seemed ideal that you could go into a place and that they were a bunch of different shops, but they were within walking distance mm -hmm. and that you could just simply go in there and it had food. Some, some of them had like play areas and stuff. You know, the Kalamazoo mall has a carousel. And so you would just think that, that that would, would draw people and it seemed like it had um a lot of things that were essential not food you know they normally didn't have like a, a grocer a grocery store inside some do right yeah. i've seen you know but but I, so I'd, i've never understood it but there was one in benton harbor and benton harbor is pretty hit i mean that they're under yeah. like emergency financial management and stuff or they, yeah. they i don't know if they still are but they were and so we went there and that was it was so sad but it was also like uh hopeful because you know the complaint is all of these independent stores and and kind of local flavor type things are gone well when you go there imagine if every store that used to be there is closed everyone and it's a mm -hmm. shell 
and yeah. uh, and even the outside, the grass is overgrown in the parking lot and stuff. But then as you're walking through the hallway, you're, you're seeing every maybe fifth or sixth uh, um, little shop is open. So everything else is gated up. But every fifth or sixth one is open with lights on and you pass by and it's it's a local resident who's renting that space and does things like ranging from shirts, making shirts. One person was selling their paintings. They actually had like independent painters and stuff like local painters and everything and uh, people selling their stuff there. So you could go in and you could see, you know, different paintings done by local people just to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and originally, you know, the kids, they were like, this place sucks. You know, like this is the worst place. Yeah. And on the one hand, they're right. And on the other hand, I said, that's actually something powerful a little bit in that. In mm-hmm. that, you know, you have these local people saying, yes, we're in a bad place, but I'm going to use my gifts and my skills, my talents, my vision. And I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to rent this bugger out. And this is where I'm, I'm, it's my little plot, right? And that's where I'm selling my stuff. And it was just, you know, to me, there was something about that, maybe even more American than, than a buckle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or a pack sun, right? Saying, saying, yeah. okay, there's something about this man that's, that's old school. And so it was kind of cool, but there was another mall man in Dallas and it was so, so hit, dude. It was, we called it the dead bird mall because it was called the red bird mall, but it was so slow. We all called it the dead bird mall. And the only reason we ever had for going was if my me and my cousin and our buddy, we would dress up in these butt tight suits, like super, super tight weight, probably made for 10 year olds or 12 year olds. So they didn't really fit. And you'd try to zip up the front, but it wouldn't zip all the way. So you had to wear like a big, huge belt buckle to cover because you couldn't bite. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it's so tight and it's like five inches up, you know, it's kind of like above your ankles and everything. And we wouldn't yeah. wear socks and we'd wear really <clears throat> ridiculous looking clothes and, tons of really crappy cologne and we would walk through the mall acting like we were cool brute by fabergé hey man brute's not bad (laughs) i I wore it in high school man that was a long time ago (laughs) for my birthday or yeah no it was for christmas one year my brother he knew i hated brute because i i wore it in in high school and then in my 20s uh like mid to late 20s he he gave me something for christmas one year and uh, I think he was like 16 at the time. And I think he used to uh, wear brute or whatever in, in high school too. And he gave me this shoe box full of brute deodorant and brute aftershave and brute cologne. And there was like a dozen to 15, 16 bottles of, of brute product in this thing, like half used stuff. Just to, it was like a gag gift. <laughs> half used brute. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, you can buy brew for like, you know, 50 cents at the dollar store now, but I used to wear it. And actually the first band where, well, the second one, the first band I was ever in, we, we called it Spaz Monkey, which was a really, really stupid name. But the second one that we had um, was Brute 78. And we, we never played any gigs or anything. It was just a garage band. You know, mm-hmm. we just hang out in the garage and stuff and mm-hmm. play. Um, but I was wearing Brute at the time and everything. And I remember... I was at a church and did a sermon and I have this brute cologne on and this old guy, man, he had to be like 80 years old. He comes up and he's, you know, shaking and everything to shake my hand. He's kind of got a tremble and everything. And he comes up mm-hmm. and he's talking to me and he goes, and as he's leaving, he goes, I love that brute. 
<laughs> You're like, time to change clothes. <laughs> you totally, totally recognize it. Like, oh, oh my gosh, man. dude. It was cracking me up, dude. And so dude, I and- I'm dude, I'm a cologne like kind of sewer. I'm ridiculous about cologne. Really? Like uh yeah, dude. My my cologne collection is vast in if, if it's running, if a bottle is running low and I'm probably not going to get any again, or maybe I get a gift and, and I know that I'm not going to, I will save the bottle with just a tiny bit in it because I'm one of these people who my nose is like hypersensitive to not hypersensitive to smells in the way that they offend me, but in the way that they trigger uh, nostalgia for me. Like I can smell something in, um, you know, in the same way that a love song might do for somebody listening to it and remember uh, a relationship they were in or something like that. But um, cologne or or many many different things will do that for me. So I'll, I'll save it. But dude, my my colognes that I have, like that I wear, like on a daily basis, I have. It's like my t-shirts. You know, I've got like uh, so many t-shirts that I think I mentioned this before that I have to swap them out seasonally so like at the end of summer i'll swap out like 30 40 shirts for 30 40 shirts that i had packed away you know band shirts and movie shirts and stuff like that and um i i pick up my cologne like i pick my my clothes man I'm just like whatever whatever i'm you know i got like 12 bottles sitting on my shelf in my bedroom and i have like another eight or ten in, in the medicine cabinet and then like maybe you know half a dozen on my dresser and i'm just like yeah it's an obsession day or Dude, yeah, it's I, a yeah. league of fields photo day obsession that my wife insists. Like it's one of those things. I think, it, you know, that will, you know, it, it will never be a brute. Like obsession will always, Dude, be it'll, never, it'll never go away. Yeah. 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 Obsession will always be there. Yeah. 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 And so, but it's one of those that, you know, you wear and it kind of like makes everybody happy. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, the young people and the older people, uh, you know, a lot of the, the cougar generation. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But it's got a spice. To it. Yeah. 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 And so I like that. Um, Nautica is not bad. You know, I don't mind that. Azaro. Is it Azaro? I don't mm, mind that. I don't, I don't have that one. But dude, Mont Blanc. Legend. Dude, I, I, I have these like little sample things, man, because, I, you know, I wear like things like Tommy. You know, I'll have that. So if it's if it's mm-hmm. a day where it's kind of a lighter, breezier, sweeter thing, you know, mm-hmm. then Tommy, right? If I I used to love um, Fahrenheit, you know, but only I certain- say pheromones. <laughs> yeah, fair- dude. Okay, I gotta say this. You brought up pheromones, so dude. And this is this is a little revealing. But I I'm at this house with my wife's friend, and we're all sitting there. We're eating pizza and everything. And I'm lactose intolerant. But sometimes it goes okay, and sometimes it does not go okay. And this was one of those times that it did not go okay at all. And so I'm like, you know, my stomach's doing the thing, and I'm thinking, oh, no, dude, I'm at my, you know, anytime you got to, you know, drop off the kids at the pool at a friend's house, it's not yeah. necessarily the greatest thing. It's not you know? the ideal location for something. No, like you're doing courtesy flushes left and right. I mean, you just fart in your courtesy flushing the whole thing it will go away and so um i'm in the bathroom i'm like well i ask him i say hey uh do you guys have a bathroom and they're like yeah it's right back there and i'm like look i look back bro 
you have the dinner table. You got to imagine this. You have the dinner table. Dude, you I think the, you've told me this story before, but go right, ahead. Yeah. It's right behind. So there's a wall right behind the head of the table. So the guy's sitting at the head of the table. Yeah, you There's a wall and there's a toilet right on the other side of that wall. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's not big. Right. And the walls are thin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, dude, no, this is bad. So I go in there and I'm, I'm looking around for anything. I would, I'd use hairspray. I wouldn't even care. Yeah. It's hairspray. It's spraying it sure. in the air, anything to help, you know, with the situation. Mm -hmm. Cause they're eating food, dude, literally five feet from me. And I'm like, yeah. this is terrible. Well, they had this, this, the, the spray bottle. Right. Mm -hmm. And I sprayed it up in the air and it came, you know, the mist comes back down and dude, I don't mean to get graphic, but bro, I was straight up in the mood. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I'm like, dude, what is this? And it was, it was like the greatest thing, man. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I need it like right now. And I walked out and I asked them and apparently they were with that organization, Pure Romance or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, they told us a lot of things we didn't really need to know, but, but that was, I, I bought one. I bought one of those bottles, dude. I walked out with so one it was of straight, butters. It was like straight up pheromones. It was, yeah, it was, in, it was spray. infused. Yeah. It was pheromones and it had other like essential oil things in there, mm -hmm. you know, and I got, I got that. And I also got one that had, I thought it had pheromones too, dude. And it was, you spray it on your pillow when you go to bed mm -hmm. and that one's more earthy. Like that had kind of, you know, I don't know, herbal smells more than kind of fruity or anything like that. You know, that might be, I've stuff. got a pillow spray like that too. That's for, uh, it's got like uh, I think lilac and what's, what's the other, what's the one that supposed to be real chill. I, I can't, I can't remember. They go together and I can't remember yeah, it, but I don't know. Some listeners probably screaming right now and, and I can't hear them, but yeah. Lavender. Yeah. Maybe you know, that's it. Lavender. Yeah, lavender yeah. Yeah. what I say? I said lilac. I think it's lavender and something else. Oh, it's a, uh, um i think it's eucalyptus and something but not like the eucalyptus like halls where it's right like, it cleans yeah. out your sinuses yeah it's a, a different kind i think that's what it is but yeah you spray it on your pillow but the, yeah you said oils i even wear for cologne i wear and i don't know if you're supposed to but i've been doing it for years but the spiritual sky stuff and not not just the patchouli but um which i i don't wear anymore and and what? lord knows you you've doused yourself with gallons over the years <laughs> you uh, know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no um sandalwood they make a sandalwood a really nice smelling sandalwood because sandalwood can smell kind of like incense you can get a <clears throat> like a sandalwood incense from somewhere yeah or a nag champa and if you're not buying the like original nag champa like from india then chances it's are it's not gonna smell great yeah. But same goes with like sandalwood. You know, you can you can buy uh, different brands. It might not smell. It might smell like vanilla. But the spiritual sky sandalwood smells great. I also wear the, they have a coconut, and they have I have like eight or nine of these uh, different types of things because I don't know what they smell like. So, like once a year, maybe twice a year, I'll order a different scent for uh, spiritual sky, like off from Amazon or something. And so I've got some that I don't that I don't particularly like. I think uh, one starts with an F. Really funky title, but some of them don't smell good. But the the sandalwood and the coconut and you're not talking much... frankincense, are you? No, no, no. Um, the no. F one, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. They used to sell them at Rock Cafe too. Spiritual yeah. Sky oils. Yeah, they're are they the glass bottle ones? Yeah, little or did tiny they stop glass making bottles. the glass bottles? Yeah. And I don't know what they're technically used for, but I use it. For for uh cologne of course yeah 
Now, I yeah. do. I use. We have. Uh, what is it, man? That uh, Young Living, right? So we get we get it for a diffuser. We have a diffuser mm-hmm. at the house and everything. And so you know, when I really want to get pumped up, you know, I put in some stuff. I want to calm down and chill. And it has different colors and everything. Sometimes people see it in the background here at the, when we're recording it in our old videos. I have it in the background. You know, but I use my wife got this one. I think it's called Exodus Two, and uh, it's it's the it's the combination of um, fragrances and oils from Exodus chapter two in the Bible. And bro, okay. it is it's it, it's one of those seasonal things though. Like patchouli, you can wear, um, uh, which I guess you're supposed to like have some kind of an agent like whether it's water or whether it's an oil like you can use coconut oil to like kind okay. of kind of tone dilute it, down. it a little bit and yeah. yeah dilute it a little bit so it's not overwhelming because i used to just slap i mean just yeah i was gonna say you over. did not discover that when you were wearing it <laughs> yeah dude yeah everybody thought i was covering up drugs you know they're like oh you're wearing you probably it were high. yeah i was but you know <laughs> you had to out me all out myself you know, but yes, I was covering up lots of drugs, um, you know, but it didn't work in the eyeballs, though. I tried. No, not really. Um, but, you know, I would try different things like Exodus, too. But it 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 um, it has kind of almost like a seasonal smell, like something you'd wear for around wintertime and Christmas. Mm. You know, it has almost that wintergreen pine like smell, too, that's mm. in it. And so that one is more unique for a certain time. I, I wear frankincense. You know, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll mix it up. I like thieves, although I learned this terrible lesson and I, I haven't even said this so far, dude. We've been talking for a while. I never even said it. We had a baby, man. Yeah, <laughs> we, had a, we were going to announce that early on. You yeah, we had a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little we wolf just had a baby like three, four days ago. It'll be a week tomorrow. Yeah. Wolfgang yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. He came out with a battle axe and a beard down to his belly button. I mean, <laughs> it was awesome you know but uh so yeah dude wolfgang dude i've been uh been with that little guy that little bugger man is totally awesome totally adorable looks like looks like mama right looks like mama uh he's got the skin tone which is kind of cool because Teresa, you know he's by the way number six i mean we've <laughs> we've been cranking mm-hmm. out some kids we're starting a tribe <laughs> uh, a small city or village um you know but the thing is 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 that Teresa. Um, right now, she's the the middle one. She's in between. There's two two uh, older brothers, and now there's two younger brothers. She's like the only girl now, but she her skin is much darker. In fact, it's darker than than my wife. My wife is half Korean, um, and so all the other kids right look kind of they don't all, they don't all look pasty. I mean, Ambrose is a little bit pasty, maybe almost that gray of the chili you're talking about, the Mexican chili. <laughs> That's like his face, you know. <laughs> But, but all the rest of them have kind of olive color skin, you know, whereas Teresa, when she came out, um, she was just real dark, almost like a reddish brown. And now it's just this beautiful caramel color skin, really pretty. And Wolfgang, his skin's like that. And when mm-hmm. he opens his eyes, man, he's got kind of that similar shape to Teresa's eyes. And so it's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting. She's got those, you know, when she smiles, it's little little moons, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be really neat to see kind of the, the way this plays itself out, you know, and he's a cutie. Uh, he's a cutie. Yeah. yeah he's, dude, he's totally awesome, man. And so I've been super, <laughs> I've been super busy with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's changed yeah. everything. Yeah, it's changed everything. You know, we're back to that world of, you know, and it's kind of weird being 42 years old and having a newborn. That is weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so long. It was like an it was a what nine year or eight year gap between Teresa and Lucian. So that's a long time, right? And then you have Lucian, yeah. and then after that, you go ahead and a year and a half later, bada boom, here's Wolfgang. And so you've got you've got the whole crew there. But it's weird to go through something, even though you've been through it a bunch of times, that that the first couple of weeks, you know, the baby comes home and the baby just wants milk milk. Okay. <laughs> the baby mm-hmm. just wants the, the boobs. And so that's all the baby wants. And um, while I've had one child that latched on to me, <laughs> that was a weird <laughs> experience. Um, very, uh, very unsettling. Um, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Oh yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> you know, kind of hurt, dude. Actually, I was like, man, dude, give me some of that that cream you put on your nipples. I need that right now. <laughs> and so, and I, I have a bunch of hair too that makes it real rough. I'm like, I felt badly for my daughter when she did that because I'm like. <laughs> I've got the hairs on the nipple, dude. It's like, you know, I got weird kind of patchy hair. And so I've got the the hair around the nipples. It kind of, it almost looks like if a bunch of daddy long legs got trapped beneath my nipple and their legs all stuck out, right? Mm-hmm. That that's what it is. So they're long, they're dark, and they're wispy. There's hardly any of them. And it just kind of looks stupid and stuff. And so that'd be just not a pleasant experience for, for my daughter either. But with, with Wolfgang... You know, you hold him and you don't have what he wants. And so, you know, you're, you're I'm, I'm trying to to hype up the, you know, I'm singing into his ear. I'm trying to comfort him and it's just not happening. And I'm like, man, this is so terrible. You know, like I, it makes you feel bad, even though you know what that's about and that that's going to change because all my kids, they, you know, we have a super strong relationship, me and the children, we, you know, and they, they, I want to say I'm their idol, but I'm kind of a little bit. Right? They they have mm-hmm. their papa's kids a lot, you know. Um, it's the truth. But the thing is, is that uh, it's it's like a humbling experience to realize, like at this time in in a child's life, you know, I, I'm just another person. <laughs> I'm just rando a little bit, you know. And I finally yesterday was the first time since he's been born that he laid on me and was just chill and it took me pressing my skin of my cheek up against his head and i'm like dude that's skin on skin bro like i'm not gonna do the whole nipple thing again because that (laughs) i don't want him to go through that i don't want to go through that and so but i was like my cheek you know and so i did and just feeling that warmth on his head it had to be because dude he just bonk he's out and it was a really cool bonding moment man it was it was cool raising kids, but I, I'm so thankful that, <clears throat> you know, I was 35 when I had my last kid and we were even thinking about calling it quits when that happened. I think it was like down to a week. It was like, uh, what do you think about? I, I think that week we were going to be like, what do you think about like not not trying this anymore? You know, we already got two kids. Let's just leave it at that because my wife is three years older than me, almost three years older than me. And so, you know, <clears throat> we were starting to worry about the whole 40, you know, I think she was 38 when, when, uh, we had Nakota. Uh-huh. So I know things can get a little bit scarier, I guess. Yeah, but... it, it does. Cause w- the doctors dude, they were all about pushing for C-section, right? And my wife, 
my wife's a real trooper, dude. I think she's she had Pitocin with the first baby, but she didn't know even really what that was. And she learned quickly that she never wants that again. Mm-hmm. And so she never she never did Pitocin again. Uh, I think she's taken a medication once and it was a mild one. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just to take off, take off the edge and stuff, you know. So it wasn't like a narcotic. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, I don't know if they even give narcotics like that. <laughs> they're like, oh, here, take this, <laughs> you know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. So the um, she had two babies at home. I've delivered one. I almost delivered Wolfgang, dude, because and yeah. check, this is crazy. I'll, <laughs> this is a crazy thing. So I, I've, I've I'm really involved with my wife when she's, you know, having the baby and she's in labor. I'm there mm-hmm. if she wants my help. If she tells me to shut up, I'll do anything. It doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> I'm there, uh, and we're a good team, you know. And uh, it's it's been great. Well, I've learned some things. Like when she starts having contractions, it's always at night, and it, it goes through and it keeps her up. Right? That's when it starts. It always does every time. And so at nighttime, she's having contractions. She's awake all night. So I know. Okay, I got to, you know, plan this out so the kids have somewhere to go, especially with, you know, restrictions from the coronavirus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we had to we had to do something. And so I but I knew that it was that day. And then I knew normally her discomfort where she wants to go to the hospital, it's normally around 4 centimeters. And then she's there for hours and wants to start walking, and when she wants to start walking, it's like 6 centimeters around there. And because that's when she starts stopping, like she'll walk and does kind of waddles and then she'll stop with the contraction because she, she can't walk anymore. She's like, Ugh, you know, and we time it out and then keep walking around and everything. And then when she gets to the point where she's asking me to put pressure on her lower back, when that happens, dude, I know, I know two hours. That's all it takes. And she normally goes in the bath, a hot tub, you know, with the jets mm-hmm. and stuff. And then she comes out and bada boom, bada bing, there's a baby. And that's the way it works. And so this time she gets to the point. I'm, I tell the doctors this, dude. And they're like, well, everybody's different. I'm like, I know. Yeah, okay. And so they they uh, get to the point where she's asking me to push on her back. And I look up at the clock and it's eight o'clock. And it's it, a lot of back pain this time. And that was different. Right. And he came out. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a per, what's called a persistent right umbilical vein which is a weird thing dude and there can be in fact complications man like we actually have to have a there's a sonogram uh to figure that out man and they have to to see about central nervous system and everything but he's physically otherwise fine so that's kind of the last thing and in 76 percent of the cases it's isolated so they don't believe there's a problem statistically it's not likely but 24 percent, you know but that's all the different possibilities combined mm-hmm. um and so it's it's pretty low um, that there's a problem. It doesn't seem to be, but so she's pushing and, and, and she's like in lots of pain more than normal. And she wonders if it's because of her age, actually, that that's in, impacted. Yeah. She, was even, she even, uh, asked for nitrous this time. So she was mm-hmm. bl- kind of blown out, which was an interesting experience to be with my wife. And she's like reaching for me and her arms moving around like it's drunk. <laughs> right. It, yeah. was. it was kind of like, you don't want to laugh, but you're also, you know, you're trying to be supportive. And you're like, I'm right here <laughs> grabbing the arm and putting where she wants and stuff and helping out. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, I feel like I got to push. It's it's so bad. The pressure. And so I called the doctors in and they said, oh, it's six centimeters. And I'm thinking, no way. Like, if that's true, this is not going to go good because that'd be like hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, this is not good. Well, they leave. And long story short, dude, 
I started noticing some stuff, <laughs> some visual signs <laughs> that make it like, uh, no, there's a baby right here. And I walk out and I said, yeah, uh, she needs to push this baby out right now. And they didn't really like, they're like, oh, we were just in there. Right. So they come, mm-hmm. they come in. It's like 20 minutes goes by. They come in woman checks, dude. And her eyeball, it's like deer in headlights, bro. And she races to the phone and she's texting real quick. And I'm sitting there staring, watching this dude, the whole head is out. <laughs> and, and and I'm just looking like, and Angela's like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, it's already, <laughs> it's right here right now. Yeah. Nurse comes back and she's staring at this baby's head and she's looking at me and I'm thinking, are you going to do something? <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you waiting for me? <laughs> Give me some gloves, stat. And so the, the, the doctor comes rush, rushing in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. By the time she gets there, the shoulders are almost out. You could, she could reach her fingers by the shoulders there to pull. Mm-hmm. And so dude, one push, boom, baby's out. And I looked up at the clock, nine 50. And I was like less than two hours. <laughs> I said, you, could, you yeah. called it. I called it dude. Like Babe Ruth, buddy I said out of the park, man. My wife is just, but she's a, she's just a, she's a warrior queen, a warrior queen says <laughs> my <laughs> wife. Is a, she is. She's a warrior princess, dude. She's, she's super tough, super strong. Super brave, makes amazing, beautiful babies. And then she always ends up looking like she was never pregnant. Like people look at her and they're like, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> because she just, you know, she she carries it well every time. And she's already up and at them. It's kind of like you got to calm her down to be like, look, you know, you got to kind of chill. Just stay home. You know, don't don't go and do certain things. But she just, you know, so it's great. We have a lot of a lot of awesome, happy lively things happening in our home right now yeah and good times ahead man and uh yeah congratulations i'm i'm, I'm very uh happy for you guys i it takes a, a a special someone to um raise a family that big i don't know that i have it in me to do that but then again all my kids are like nearly a decade apart my three kids so it feels like i've been raising for kids forever you know, my youngest is, is, uh, 15. So it's starting to, you know, finally feel like, Oh, okay. Wow. We're at the end of needing to, you know, care for these creatures after doing it for 30 years. Yeah. So, and then the yeah, loneliness man. lets in. What, <laughs> then the loneliness, nah. the, the loneliness, dude, that's when you're like, you know, sitting at home alone and you're like, man, you know, I kind of miss yelling at him. <laughs> you know, turn down that music. <laughs> you know, don't sell that bass guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I miss my kids, but I get to see. I, I don't get to see my daughter as much, but I get to see uh, Elijah uh, quite often, and his girlfriend. And, and uh, it's a joy having Dakota here. He's very low, low maintenance, but yeah, it's. I, I look at some people that have big families, and I'm like, man, how did you? How did you guys do that? Dude, All my those... mom was one of 11. Oh, or, or having like, or, <laughs> or when you find out you're going to have triplets or something like that, or even just yeah. twins. It's like, oh man, you know, cause then you've got, everything is doubled, you know, yeah. the, the, the teaching them to do whatever it is you're going to teach them to do, walk, pee in the toilet, you know, changing their diapers, everything is just doubled. So if you, if you're like, you set the baby over this baby over here real quick to go grab the wet wipes. You've got another one to watch over. Whew. I, I get stressed just thinking about it right now. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I it's don't. Like, anytime... Now that I'm older, I think it, maybe it's because now that I'm older too, it's like you, I, I think as you age, you kind of lose that like desire. And so I picture you, right? Just and I'm just like, oh, and then I, like I get kind of like stressed out. It's like, <laughs> oh. oh man, he's not. He, he might not get as much sleep as me tonight. You know, oh, yeah. changing some diapers and gonna be kids <laughs> crying and it's like thank god i don't have to do that anymore but as i was in the middle of it i never once felt like that it was yeah. never stressful for me ever yeah. it was just part of life and and i was enjoying it so maybe it, it could be a mixture between already doing that and uh you know a handful of times and then with my age or the fact that that's not my kid. So, you know, I like if it were my kid, then, um, you know, I might feel different. But then again, if my wife came to me and said, I'm pregnant, dude, I would don't think I'd be very happy. about that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, think about this. I'm going to be 60 years old going to graduation. That's not so bad. I, I, I've seen much, much older. Yeah, but dude, Angela's talking about like, one or two more babies <laughs> like it depends on the age thing though i to be frank to be honest you know because yeah. the last two have had kind of weird things dude lucian did people you know it's kind of it's a weird thing to talk about being a negative because everybody loves it and it's that he's got this his crown on his back of his head um it, it's it's got it's blonde and by blonde i mean like gold and white and it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So he's got kind of this sandy brown hair and he's got like rogue from the X-Men, you know, with that white streak in the hair and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's got that coming from the back. And so it just, it looks so dope, dude. But mm -hmm. that is, uh, what is it? Vitiligo. Okay. And it, it, it's crazy. Cause I just learned today that that, that, that Joe Rogan has vitiligo. That's why he went on the, on the carnivore diet was to see hmm. if it would help him because he has an autoimmune disorder. And that's mm, okay. that's something that, that Lucian might have. We actually have to monitor, like, if he gets sick and the other kids get sick, does he stay sick longer? Is, is his sickness more intense right. and does mm -hmm. it last longer? And if it does, they're going to do tests on him and stuff. But he's fine otherwise. You know, it's, and they said mm -hmm. normally there's something else physically wrong, but not, not with uh, Joe Rogan. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. think there's any other physical anomaly with him. And then yeah. with, with uh, our little guy, you know, with Wolfgang, for him to have, and it's like, I don't, I don't know the, the, the science behind all that, but the idea that it was like into the left kidney or the, it was in the wrong kidney, the umbilical cord or whatever. I don't, I don't even know how all that works exactly, but it was, it was facing the wrong direction. They, they, we, we asked him to explain it and they gave us basically a stick man drawing. <laughs> they said, mm -hmm. this is if it's facing left, that's if it's facing right. And I'm like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I don't give me something else because it's so rare. I, I would normally be embarrassed not to know something like this, but even our, our primary care provider, she admitted, she's like, look, honestly, she said she has to do research on it because it's so rare mm -hmm. of a situation that and they're doing studies on the umbilical cord and stuff, but they said everything else looks perfectly fine his vision's mm -hmm. fine his hearing's fine and those are two things that can be actually a problem so so we're doing good man and you know i'll tell you you know you were saying congratulations about this but there's a congratulations to go to you because you've been having something pretty dope 
a, a pretty big deal that's going on that you're able to talk about because this show is not going to air until after it happens. Yeah, I can talk. I can't. I can't yeah. talk about the big, big deal. Yeah, the big, big. Okay, but yeah, I, yeah. but I can't. But I can talk about the the thing that's giving birth to the big, big deal. I guess we'll say that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I wrote a book with uh, author Tim Meyer and. Uh, it's, uh, being, uh, published as a limited edition through the Nightworms package. I think there are a limited to 900 of them paperback that they're, they're doing a reveal on Monday of the cover reveal that was, um, painted by, um, Zach McCain, who I've used before. He painted the cover for out behind the barn, as well as the same deep water as you and the pale white. And, uh, he did, he did Tim Meyer's, uh, kill hill carnage. He he does it. He does a ton of stuff. Oh, he also did the uh, Thunderstorm limited edition of uh, Halo of Flies, the hardcover. So he's um, he's doing something else for me too that I that I've been working on. But yeah, man, that's uh, thanks. That that uh, we're proud of the book and we think people are going to dig it. It's a very dark coming of age. And what gave you the inspiration for Warmwood? The the name. Um. The name um isn't it poisonous like like that's a good question i i just loved the sound of it and there's a scene that i was i think i was writing the scene where these kids high school kids are have been hanging out in an abandoned house that they think they want to just move into like it's theirs or something and they're having a a, a discussion. I, th- I believe they're having a discussion about the afterlife. Someone says, well, "What do you think you, what happens when you die?" And the chick said, "I think the chick says, um, I think we're worm food." And then uh, they turn that into um, through the dialogue that I wrote. They, they turn into the, they named their their um, place that they are kind of hanging out at Worm Food Estates and. I liked the idea of the word wormwood and incorporating incorporating it somehow into this. So I had an idea that wormwood is actually just the name of the street that this uh, cul-de-sac um, where there's an abandoned house that, that has uh, no, um, that has not been able to be sold that these kids are hanging out in. So it's the name of the street, but technically wormwood, um, I don't remember what it what it was. It's in, I, it's I looked in it at some point. It's a weed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I it, just it's love the word. I've I've had it in absent. I and and to be honest, dude, I really like absent a lot. You know, I I used to I don't drink anymore. But back when I did, man, I used to I used to do it with all the all the fixings, man, light it on fire, the sugar cube, the whole nine yards, man. Like I just I mm-hmm. I loved it. I love the whole kind of ceremony that goes with it. Um you know, what is it? Mystique almost right to this thing. And I, I forget how I got my hands on this bottle. Cause if I remember right, that was why you couldn't buy it in the United States for a long time was because of that. And my, my, my be, might be wrong about that, but I found it. Most of the ones I ever saw did not have wormwood in it. And later I found one that did, and it was a small bottle. And I think I've actually, I think it's, I've got it actually. I know for a fact that I do. But it's not a video, so I won't show it, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll share it on Instagram or something, man. This bottle of of absinthe with wormwood. We'll highlight the word on it, you know, mm. because it's a it's a cool bottle. It's it's foreign imported, uh, and it was just yeah. So I always liked it, but I wondered like what was the rat? What was the reason behind your choosing that word? 
you know, every name. time I hear the word absinthe, I always think of like uh, Edgar Allan Poe. And most people don't know this, but like, um, and I, I've kind of, I don't know that I've blocked it out, but, you know, um, I re-educated myself on Edgar Allan Poe because I'm a huge fan. And I found out years ago that after his death, this guy that was super jealous of, of his work and kind of his rival, they used to be friends and they became rivals. He slandered uh, Poe after his death and made him, and, and it's because of this guy and everything that he wrote about Poe, it's why Poe, people think that Poe is nothing but a opium junkie who died an alcoholic. Some really interesting articles online about that and about how this guy started this rumor and uh, ruined his reputation big time. That, that That's not who Poe was. It's crazy, dude, how historical things like that, like, Paul Revere. Yeah. yeah, like like Paul Revere. People think that Paul Revere, you know, you hear Paul Revere's ride, you know, the the British are coming, the British are coming. Like, yeah. for one, he would never say that. They were all British at the time. Um, but also, Paul Revere never took that ride. That's a it's what Wordsworth Longfellow. So that's mm -hmm. not even like a real, yeah, it's not a real thing. It's it was did I say that in another episode, by the way? No, <laughs> okay. I don't think so. It, yeah, no, it, but no, my dad was telling me because he's actually been down to what are the Paul Revere estate or whatever. And they talk about the fact that Paul Revere is wrongfully given credit for that action. And really what it was, was there was three guys that night that were on this road. Paul Revere was one of them. Uh, and as they approached this area where there's these these uh, British soldiers and stuff, um, one of them ducked out into the woods and uh, another one kind of followed trying to kind of find the other guy, you know, in the woods to keep up with him to see, you know, maybe what's going on or anything like that. Could, didn't didn't catch up with him. And Paul Revere went up and I think they took his horse and he walked back to the city from whence he came. So he's he just went back mm -hmm. to that town and that that the guy who went looking for the other dude, he couldn't find him and just ended up going to where his destination was. And he knew the route to take because he was having an affair with a woman in that town and when he arrived there he let everybody know like what was going on i by the by the sound of it like that's in, i might have some of the details wrong but my dad was talking about how sometimes you know people are given credit where they shouldn't have been given credit yeah. and sometimes people are maligned you mm -hmm. know like like poe you know because i yeah. look at i didn't know this news to me yeah. You know, when I think of Poe, I think of him, you know, being in some opium den, <laughs> smoke, smoking down, feeling like Gumby or something yeah. on a pair of ice skates. You know? I think and that so, I think that he I, I want to say that he did do opium once. But I, I feel like either there was a reason for it or, or something. I can't remember. He didn't but, inhale. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But there was there was like some kind of also some kind of um like you know I, I if I'd known we were going to talk about it I would have definitely researched it I encourage anyone to go read uh an article I can't even tell you the guy his name that that just just type in like um I don't know how Poe got his bad reputation or the the man who ruined Poe's reputation um real jerk off. And the whole story is there in, in uh, I've seen a couple of really cool articles, but yeah, I would encourage you to do that. But it's like Ty uh, Cobb too. Yeah. Ty Cobb had something like that. 
from from what I understand, he was a he was a cool dude, and and not how he was portrayed by this uh, uh, this jealous rival of his ex friend of his. But yeah, so um, welcome, or, uh, thanks for listening to the show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, we normally, (laughs) dude. Hey, we did. We talked about stuff that was important, dude. We talked about figs. We talked about figs burgers. We talked about Mexican chili that looks like it's dying. I mean, speaking of figs burgers, (laughs) I while we were talking, I did look up the place on Street View. And I'd like to know what the heck you're doing in that neighborhood. <laughs> that's, what that's, what, that's what I was saying. I wasn't trying to be rude when I was like, dude, it's straight up in the hood for real. Like, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a, it, yeah. that place is hit, but I'll tell but great guys. They've been there since I was a kid, you know, cause my dad, he told me we got to go get figs burgers. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And we went and that became like that place and OTs up in smoke barbecue. Like those two places in battle Creek. Oh, like East Michigan and uh, what is it? Uh, not Elm Street Union. Are you talking about that? Yeah, OT? yeah, dude. Dude, that hasn't been around for 15, 20, no, 20 no, years no. at least. No, no, no oh no, 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 no. Wait, OTs. My band played a pl- uh, place called OTs here in town. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 we no. We played there uh, a couple o- shows. No, OTs at up Columbia? in Smoke Barbecue. No, 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 no. No, OTs up in Smoke Barbecue, man. That guy used to be the. He worked for the the uh, up at the stadium over it. No, <laughs> no, he's a the great Bambino dude in the church softball league. That guy was like, you don't want to mess with him. It's like, what, what's that? Casey's a bat or whatever. He's that guy, you know, that just mm-hmm. can knock him out of the park left and right. Um, super tall dude, you know, really great. We actually drove down to St. Louis. My dad and I, we drove down to St. Louis to pick it up. Um, the the cooker. Cause it rolls and I, I, I won't give it away. Cause there's a secret about it. Um, and so it's, it, it's an interesting thing that we bought and it was on this, this rig that had semi was kind of exhaust pipes, you know? And uh, he, he, he built what looks like almost like a little log cabin and they roll around all over the place and cook inside of there, but it looks super fancy. It's super cool and just great stuff, man. He's got collard greens, a sweet potato pie. So, I mean, just some of the best okra, you know, just delicious food, man. And so like OTs, figs, you know, those places, man. You know, I didn't even get to mention that there's a Mexican food place in, in Dallas. It might not even be around anymore, especially with the coronavirus. Because like with Yelp, they're saying 60% of these small businesses, 60% are listing as we ain't opening again. Yeah. And it, we're not feeling the brunt of this yet. Like that's going to hit hard. It's, it's devastating. There was a Mex- it was a food a Mexican food place down in Dallas, man. They wouldn't even sell. It was like it was like they transported Mexico for real because you couldn't even you couldn't even drink the water. You had to get bottled water, and you go to the bathroom, and you know you sit there and use the bathroom. And you look over and there's nowhere to wash your hands. And I thought, man, this is really authentic. Um, but it was the food was just amazing, though, you know. And so little places like that, we talked about that. You know, we didn't get to talk about you know what we're watching or anything like that. But honestly. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. 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 I, it, I, those are our favorite episodes, man. I know it yeah. was funny because we, we mentioned this in the beginning, but when we were putting together the channel and making, you know, trying to figure out what, what episode do we want to have is kind of the highlighted video on the channel and stuff. And we both kind of agreed on our, on our favorite episodes. Like we love having guests. We've had some amazing guests, mm-hmm. but the, but the episodes where we've talked about music, where we've talked about empathy where we talked about local 
lore and haunt local mm-hmm. haunts and stuff that those were some of our our favorite ones and and it, it that that broke the 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 mode of operation for the show that's not normally how it goes and we thought but that's what we enjoyed to do and so it's going to be this is exciting i'm actually glad to be doing this I, you know, yeah i'm glad well, yeah there's some podcasts i listen to that i've been listening to for years and i and i you know they're themed podcasts. I'm a big board gamer, so I, I nerd out with board game stuff. I listen to a podcast called the Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast, and, and some other ones too. But I, when they when they just kind of you know shoot the shit, so so to speak, I, I I dig it, and I think other people do too. And it's it, maybe it's not for everyone, but to kind of be a fly on the wall for a conversation about different topics. Uh, I mean, I even did a Twitter poll recently that asked people, you know, what is it you're looking for in a podcast? You know, what is it you like most in a podcast? Uh, you know, random chatting was uh, right under, was second place with right under uh, camaraderie between hosts. Yeah. Which we, uh, yeah. everyone has told us we definitely have. So hopefully people will enjoy the random chatting as well as the awesome, awesome interviews that we have in well, not necessarily interviews, but just hangouts. Conversations. That we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conversations we have with some of these cool people. Well, and the camaraderie is only going to get stronger, dude, when you get that singing telegram from the leprechaun that I paid. Oh you know, gosh. so you're going to get that. that. I'm going to get the chocolates. <laughs> we're gonna, the camaraderie is going to tighten, dude. We're, we're bonding deep. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Sounds good. And, dude, I'm going to look into that pheromone spray. Now you got me curious. <laughs> You gotta do it. Be careful, it's though. Kind of weird. Be it's, careful. It's so weird that you would go to take a dump and get horny. <laughs> oh, dude, it happened. <laughs> it happened. Oh All right, God, man. If they dude. want to hear more of this nonsense, where can they find us, dude? Everywhere at Paleo Cheese. It's just that simple. Just look up Paleo Cheese. We used to have to put a little asterisk by that and be like, "Well, YouTube is you know YouTube.com slash blah blah blah, bunch of letters and numbers," and now. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff, man. Paleo cheese, okay? P-A-L-E-O-C-H-E-E-Z-Z, right? <laughs> e, paleo cheese, that's us. And of course, we're on Acast, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other platforms. And you can find, find us just by looking up on Google. And of course, you have to email us. We would love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions about topics, if you have suggestions about books or movies that you think that we would like to read or to watch or people you would like us to interview, make sure to send us an email. And that's at paleocheese at gmail.com. Sounds good, man. Until next time. Adios. Amigo. (laughs) 